it's time to call it like it is. Jeff Brom has been knocking it out of the park in recruiting and in the transfer portal. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free. On all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. Like I said in the opener, it's time to call it how it is. Louisville head coach Jeff Brom has been knocking it out of the park in recruiting and in the transfer portal since taking over the Cardinals program in early December. We're going to take a little bit more of a dive into that um, and analyze the situation a little bit more. We'll also talk about Wisconsin running back Isaac Garendo transferring to the Cardinals program and then to conclude the show we'll talk about top 250 prospect four-star tight end Dylan Mesman including Louisville in his top 10 list cut um so starting out with I wanted to look at this from a general point of view with um most of the spots being filled uh that Louisville had for the recruiting class, Flyville 23, and the transfer portal. Since Jeff Brom took over in early December, he's been on the job a month and a half, and he's absolutely knocking it out of the park um, in both areas, um, doing about it as good as you could have hoped for. If you were a Louisville fan, I'm not sure how he could have been any better. I mean, sure, you could... Um, you could say, well, you could hold on to Ruben Owens. You could hold on to the commitment of DeAndre Moore. But when you look at, you know, things realistically and how, you know, well that Brom has done, it's hard to not be impressed by what he's done. Let's look at this from a high school perspective so far. Um, Flyville 23, you lost Ruben Owens. You lost DeAndre Moore. Two of your top three most highly rated prospects. That's definitely tough to, you know, deal with. And there's no way of kind of looking at that and saying that, oh, well, we're better without them. Those are two tough losses. But usually after head coaches get fired or they go elsewhere and you bring in a new head coach, a lot of times the recruiting class gets absolutely torn apart. And Louisville only lost those two guys, and then they lost, you know, Jaden Davis and Raekwon Adkins. But they kept the, you know, core of this class together. You know, Pierce Clarkson, Aaron Williams, Stanquan Clark, Madden Sanker, Luke Burgess, William Fowles, so on and so forth. Like they kept, you know, a lot of these highly rated guys in the fold. They got them to sign. Jamari Johnson as well got him to sign. Got a lot of these guys on campus. Early enrollees, which is huge. You know, Pierce, Madden, Luke, Stanquan, they're all early enrollees. That's huge for the program. Um, but overall, you got to be happy with how 
uh, Brom took care of the 2023 recruiting class um, from a high school perspective. Outside of that, he got three other players to commit. Um, all three are in the top 700. Defensive lineman Micah Carter and Sadiq Clemens and Atlanta running back Kewan Brown. So three um, top 700 players uh, that were committed to Purdue got those guys to flip. Um, granted, you know, National Signing Day isn't here yet. February 1st is still on the horizon. But so far, with, you know, most of the scholarships being filled ahead of next season, granted the roster is never complete yet. Transfers still have to make it to campus, but most of them have. Um, huge for the University of Louisville. Huge for this program. Um, because, let's face it, this Recruiting class could have been absolutely decimated when Scott Satterfield took the head coaching job at Cincinnati. What did Jeff Brom do? He immediately went out to Southern California for the Bosco guys. He immediately went to South Florida to meet with Stanquan Clark, William Fowles, Kataris Hicks, uh, so on and so forth. He immediately hosted a huge weekend of recruiting, not just for high school guys, but for transfer players as well. So, you got to be happy with how he treated, you know, high school recruiting. But the transfer portal, he addressed almost all of the needs. I think that the one, you know, maybe two needs that if you were looking at this from a very critical standpoint, maybe the team needs another linebacker. Maybe there's more help that needs to be, you know, addressed on the offensive line. But for the most part, Jeff Brom addressed all your needs. You look at the uh, defensive line. Well, what happened? You lose guys like Yaya Diaby, Yasir Abdullah, so on and so forth. You bring in guys like, um, obviously, from the uh, 5023, Sadiq Clemens and Micah Carter, but Rodney McGraw, the transfer from, from, from Penn State you bring in. You bring in S Stephen Heron, the Louisville native that um, had a very solid career at Stanford, you know, playing off the edge. Two guys there that will be very, very big helps on the uh, defensive line. You still have Anthony Wu Spencer, a four-star prospect from this area that could be you know, ending up with the Cardinals here, who knows, in the next couple weeks. I'm not necessarily sure how that's going to unfold, but uh, he could be another player. You have guys that are coming back, like uh, Des Tell, maybe Jermaine Lillet, some other guys in the mix as well. Um, quarterback, you needed a grad tracer quarterback. You got a guy from California in Jack Plummer that's familiar with this system and had a career best year last year for California in a subpar offense. So um, pretty, pretty excited about that move. Offensively, offensive line, sure, you brought in John Paul Flores uh, that probably will start at guard for the Cardinals. Virginia, uh, versatile offensive lineman that's played all over that line for the Cavaliers, will probably play guard for the Cardinals, but uh, maybe you need one more offensive lineman. But he's done a good job in that regard. Uh, wide receiver... My gosh, he has transformed the group. Um, obviously, he held on to commitments from Jalil McLean, Kataris Hicks, and William Fowles. Well, then he goes to the transfer portal, and he gets a lot of highly rated guys. Kevin Coleman Jr. from Jackson State um, had over 500 yards as a true freshman last year. Jamari Thrash, um, probably the best receiver in the Sun Belt, led the conference in receiving yards and touchdowns, over a 1,000-yard receiver, bringing in a player like him, a possible wide receiver one option. Jimmy Cowley, Jaden Thompson from Tennessee and Cincinnati, respectively, two 
um, very talented receivers um, that are going to, you know, go into the mix as well. Um, and then Isaac Garendo from Wisconsin, we'll talk about here in the next segment, a running back into the mix that adds depth to the position defensively. He's transformed the secondary. Marquise Groves Killebrew, very talented cornerback from Texas A&M that was probably going to start for the Aggies this year. He is in the mix opposite of Quincy Riley and company. Um, Devin Neal from Baylor. Gilbert Frierson from Miami. Um, you know, so on and so forth. Three guys that are going to come into the secondary right away and play meaningful snaps. I think that, you know, maybe Louisville has – a couple scholarships to work with, and I'm interested to see how Jeff Brom and company are going to fill out those remaining spots. But you have to feel good about where Louisville is heading into spring ball, heading into the offseason, considering that they addressed almost all of the needs in the offseason, in the transfer portal, in just a matter of weeks. Louisville has been utilizing NIL, uh, both in the Flyville classes and in the transfer portal. So I think we just need to call it a spade a spade. Um, Jeff Brom is doing as good as you could have hoped for if you're the University of Louisville head coach. A lot of people were wondering, how was he going to recruit at this level? Well, I think that um, the NIL structure and other you know, um, you know, recruiting advantages are in place for the Louisville football program to be very solid in the national landscape in recruiting, and he's done a phenomenal job. Um, one of those positions, like I mentioned, the running back position, depth was addressed, and Wisconsin running back Isaac Garendo announced his um, intention to transfer to the Louisville football program last week. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve those goals. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your Job qualifications, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, hear from big-name experts insiders, coaches, and players locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Heading on into the second segment of the show, one of the most recent transfers, well actually the most recent transfer into the Louisville football program is Wisconsin running back Isaac Garendo, six foot, 223 pound native of Clayton, Indiana, was a member of the Wisconsin program for four seasons, uh, beginning in 2019. Um, last season, had a career high in rushing attempts, yards, touchdowns, and so on and so forth. The receptions, receiving yards, so on and so forth. Like I mentioned, 64 rushes, 385 yards, 
and five touchdowns, six yards per carry. He had 17 receptions, 115 yards, and one touchdown receiving. So uh, people will look at this and will think, well, Dalton, the statistics don't really jump off the page. Is this a good addition to the program? I think it is for a couple of different reasons. Let's look at skill set for the for the first reason. You have three guys. Um, well, the main two guys, Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner, are um, speed guys, uh, speedsters, guys that use agility, not the biggest running backs, although they do pretty well within the tackles. Um, but Isaac Garendo brings a different element to the um, running back room. He is more of a power back, six foot, 223 pounds, like I mentioned. But don't let that fool you. He still has a deceptive um, second level uh, speed once he gets to the second level. Um, he's had a couple of breakaway touchdowns this year, um, a couple of 90-yard touchdown runs, um, a big run against uh, Purdue. So what better way to scout a possible player to add to your program than looking back at the games in which he played against your defense? So I think Isaac Garendo, maybe he's not a guy that comes in and gets a 1,000 yards on the ground, but I think he's a player that brings a different type of running to the equation, you know, more of a power back probably solid in, you know, um, second down, third and long situation, or third and short situations, I'm sorry, that you need more of a power back in to get those yards, maybe around the goal line as well. So I think that this is a big addition. Um, number two, depth. Um, you had three running backs, and one of those is going to be a true freshman in Kiwan Brown. So bringing in a guy that um, has played at the Power 5 level, a veteran presence, um, a guy that is coming off of a career year, um, and is going to, at the very least, be a solid depth addition to where, you know, if need be, he can start a game and at least hold down the fort. So I, I look at this addition, and maybe it's not one of those high upside moves. Um, but look, I think Louisville's had their starter in place. We talked about it. Jawar Jordan, my prediction for Jordan is that he's going to go for over 1,000 yards next season. I think Maurice Turner is a guy that has also played his way into a substantial role for next year. So you have to look at the context and remember – it's going to be hard to convince a player to come into this situation in which they're probably not going to be starting and then, um, you know, convincing a guy that started at a place last year and then coming into a place that, I know why I keep yawning. Um, like I was saying, a starting level player that started at their previous spot that's going to come into a place where he's going to be a rotational piece at best. So you have to look at it in that sense. But I think Garendo is a player that is going to compete for a starting spot. I mean, I think that, you know, you see in the way that he is solid in, um, you know, bouncing off of the tackles, does a good job of, you know, shedding blocks at the line of scrimmage. Um, great at, you know, finding the holes and, you know, getting into that second level of the defense. And if you give him any daylight, he can definitely make you pay for it. He can definitely make a house call and find the end zone. So um, I think he's going to compete for the starting position. I, I think that it's Jawar Jordan's to lose. But at the very end of the day, I have no problem with this addition. I think that it's exactly what Louisville needs. You have to fill out depth because we saw last year, and this is a move that – kind of shows um, you know, what you need to have for next season is what happened this year. Jalen Mitchell dealt with injury almost all year long. Travion Cooley 
had injuries as well. Mitchell and Cooley weren't even available for the end of the season. Tyon Evans had injuries all season as well. So you literally had games where your only running backs were the guys that were projected fourth and fifth on the depth chart. Joar Jordan, Maurice Turner, granted they turned in some solid strings of performances, but that is besides the point here. The point is, is that you do not know what a college football season is going to bring. It's a long season. Guys get banged up. Guys get injured. You need to have that quality depth. That is what is able to take a good program and make it a great program. I think that it's just a move that, at the very least, it fills in depth. Is there going to be situations to where Isaac Garendo is going to make some big-time plays for Louisville? I would probably bet yes. But um, is he going to be a guy that is going to be the feature back that you know rushes for over 750 yards? Probably not. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think from a skill set perspective, from a depth perspective, another guy in the running back room that is competing with Joar Jordan, iron sharpening iron. You know, you need to have that healthy competition in the position groups. So hey, it's a solid addition. Um, would you like to have Ruben Owens? Sure. That's what I'm saying is like you can't, you know, dwell on it. I, I think that, you know, I think that I saw some stuff on Twitter saying, oh, we went from Ruben Owens to Isaac Garendo. I mean, if you want to make that argument, sure. But I, I think that, you know, you're kind of misleading yourself because, look, it was going to be hard to hold on to Ruben Owens. I know that, you know, there was the possibility that if Darrell Sims would have stayed – that Ruben Owens might have stayed as well, but it is what it is. And what did Brom go out and do? He went out and got a guy that is going to be in the mix in the running back room. Now you have four scholarship running backs. Um, I'm not sure um, how big of a role that Kiwan Brown is going to play, but I think it's just more security for the running back room. You don't have to have Kiwan Brown, you know, come in right away and have to play some meaningful snaps if they need him to. Um, you can kind of ease him into the offense, allow him and the other true freshmen to continue to learn the playbook throughout their freshman season. And if he is in a position during 2023 to where he can help this team on the field and, and put together some solid performances and do well with his you know meaningful snaps, well, so be it. But um, at the end of the day, this is just giving you know more security depth-wise for this Louisville offense. But they now have a power back. Um, six foot, two hundred twenty-three pounds, kind of like reminds me uh, running style of Devin Mockaby from Purdue, a guy that was just in Jeff Brom's offense that runs extremely well between the hash marks. Solid job between the tackles um, is hard to bring down from arm tackles. You have to. Uh, you know, definitely um, tackle him a certain way because of his strength. Um, and I like this addition for Louisville. I like the film. I think that, you know, averaging six yards per carry is something to look at. Didn't necessarily get um, a ton of opportunity um, in the Wisconsin offense last year, but the six yards per carry shows that he's been efficient with his workload. And when his number is called, he makes the most out of it. Now, granted, maybe that's a little skewed, with um, you know, the big time runs that he had at various points last season, but hey, at the end of the day, he's also of a, a, a receiving option and a guy that has over a hundred receiving yards last season and a touchdown. It could be inferred that uh, Jeff Brom and company like that receiving upside as well. So I like this addition for Louisville bringing Isaac Garendo into the Louisville football program. So. 
the remainder of the show, let's dive a little bit into Flyville 24, 2024 recruiting Dylan Mesman, top 250 player, cut his list. The Cardinals made the list. We'll talk about that here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one support, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, um, basketball. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Heading into the final segment of the show, 2024 top 250 player Dylan Mesman cut his list to 10. Recently on Sunday, the Cardinals made that list along with Maryland, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Duke, Michigan State, Kentucky, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh, and Auburn. Louisville obviously um, doing a solid job of 2024 recruiting so far. Two commits, top 20 class with five-star linebacker, Edge rusher TJ Capers, four-star running back um, Isaac Brown, Dylan Mesman rated as the 235th best prospect in the country according to 24/7 Sports, um, the 14th best tight end, and the eighth best prospect in the state of Michigan. Currently, he holds a crystal ball projection to Michigan, the six-foot-five tight end from Saline, Michigan, 230 pounds, um, has some solid film. Um, I think that the offer sheet, you look at it and you think, well, you have a couple of big names, but is it really that big of um, you know big of an offer list? I mean, I think it's I think it's a pretty solid offer list. I mean, you know, a top twenty, top two fifty guy, you know, with solid size. You watch his film, um, you lined out out wide at times for Saline High School, but also was solid um, as a receiver in, in the traditional tight end position. Um, also solid in pass pro. He's probably going to have to add a little bit more uh, strength at the collegiate level, but that's something I wouldn't necessarily worry about. Has good size. Is really encouraging to me is that he moves extremely well for his size. You know, deceptive speed speed for being 6'5", 230. Um, does a good job of, you know, you know bouncing off of the tackles. Um, does a good job of, you know, evading tackles as well, getting into that second level of the defense. Um, you know, lining up out wide, you know, being involved in wheel routes out in the flat. Um, overall, I think that Saline has done a solid job of utilizing him in a variety of different ways. But when you watch opposing linebackers having to guard Dylan Mesman, it's tough. I mean, obviously you're at the high school level, but he does a great job with his size, has solid hands, um, does a good job of high pointing the football, using that size and athleticism to his advantage. Um, so I think that, you know, the ranking is pretty justified. You look at what this would mean for Louisville. Obviously, it's nice to be involved in a top 10. You know, the goal now is to get him on campus, um, be involved in that final list cut, getting into the official visits, things of that nature. So that's the next step in the process. But for Louisville, I think that there is a need for tight end, you know, over the next couple of seasons. Obviously, you have Jamari Johnson, who is fantastic um, and is really going to be a fantastic player at Louisville. But outside of that, um, you don't necessarily have a lot of depth. Um, you have some players like Des Melton, Nate Kariski, um, maybe 
a guy that they add in the portal. But as of right now, I think that this is a no-brainer. You may see Louisville add one to two guys, maybe even two tight ends in the 2024 class because they need to. They need players at that position. And Louisville has an offense, a brand of offense now, a style of offense that's pretty attractive to your pass catchers, two tight ends, because it utilizes tight ends a lot. It gets them involved in the passing game. Um, I, I really, really think that the Louisville is going to get involved in this commitment or this recruitment, I should say. And whether or not um, you know they are serious competitors for the services of Mesman, that's yet to be seen. But overall, I think that you know who knows. We'll see exactly what happens. Um, but I'm extremely excited to, to um, see Louisville in this top 10 because I think that um, it just continues to show that the Cardinals are here to stay in the recruiting world. You know, with NIL and how they've been able to utilize that, I think that they now have an offense that's going to be attractive for highly rated prospects to come play in because of how they spread the ball around. They are just an exciting style of offense. So um, big addition or would be a big addition to Flyville 24. Um, we'll see how things uh, are able to um, go down here in the next couple months with um, Mesman possibly cutting his list in the next couple months and maybe, um, you know, scheduling some visits as well. The main thing is getting him on a visit. So, um, but we talked about, um, you know, Jeff Brom's recruiting in Flyville 23 and in the portal, talked about what Isaac Garendo brings to the table for the Cardinals and also talked about Dylan Mesman, including Louisville in his top 10 list cut. But that's going to wrap up this episode of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.